1: What dark deeds unfold on the streets of Arkham? And which unwitting souls, innocent or impure, will succumb to the maddening call? The
2: Call of Cthulhu!
3: Experience the unknowable horror and black comedy of Nerdy Show's Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, an RPG audio drama. Find it at CthulhuMystery.com or wherever you procure fine podcasts.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens in the city of New York, this is the Epic Podcast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo
3: and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Hello, loyal listener. Welcome back to the Epic Podcast, episode 6060. Recorded in the beautiful Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, I am your host, as always, Nelson Lugo. I
4: am your other host, as always, Schaefer the Dark Lord.
3: And we are back with another heaping helping of goodness provided by your snark casters here on the Nerdy Show Network.
4: Great. Let's drive this train (laughs) into a beautiful future.
3: Yes. Uh, So, welcome back. I know it's been a month since we last spoke. Mr. Schaefer, my best friend in the whole wide world... uh, uh, I want to talk about all kinds of things. Yeah. All kinds of wrestling things. You all, There's a
4: lot of things going on. All kinds of...
3: Look, we're going to talk about winners and losers. Wait, this is like the
4: first time in the history of my young wrestling fandom that uh-huh. you've ever said to me, I want to talk about wrestling. <laughs> first time <laughs> ever. Yes, yes. Only because I know the results
3: of the wrestling you know the results of wrestling the I world sure knows the results sure of the wrestling but you know what let's 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 uh, hey, okay.
4: let's table that let's put a pin in it i love that right part. now i love the thing you just said what i let's put a pin in it and table that yes i loved that part <laughs> also the part where you want to talk to me about wrestling just because it was unusual but not under these circumstances but yeah yeah hey, i've been doing well have you no. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> but I'm doing it's late April. Spring is finally peeking s- its
3: head out. Peeking its head out. New yes. York
4: City is still just a beautifully terrible place to live. <laughs> my cats are ugly and weird, and I hate my art.
2: Wow.
3: <laughs> oh, my, that's wow. That is a lot to unpack, my friend. That's. I don't
4: even know where to begin. Well, I uh, figure we might still be picking up new listeners and that way they get a recap of the last sixty episodes. <laughs>
3: uh, well shit, I hate to disappoint the new listeners because I'm doing okay.
4: I Yeah, don't do not apologize for that. Yeah. Seize it. Yeah. Drive it. Okay. Own that. Wear it <laughs> like the skins of your fallen enemies. <laughs> because it's rare to have a, such a consistently optimistic nelson lugo in my life that is true that is true
3: although although i did i did uh have a bit of a artistic setback uh um i had my reading i had my reading of my of my solo show this is the uh, stage
4: reading of your next solo show your follow up yeah. to gathering the magic yeah this one's called "Cheating Death." Cheating Death. I was in attendance. You were in attendance. I saw
3: that. Uh, it was uh, it was a great opportunity for me to put the new script up on, up on its feet, uh, do the new magic in its entirety from beginning to end, get a feel for it, get a get a sense of the shape, the scope, and the narrative, and all of the all of the pieces have all, have all been disparate. You know, jigsaw puzzle just kind of splayed out over a table, and Mm -hmm. this was the first time I got to put it all together. Yeah, and uh, in front of people that care, and it was a great, great opportunity. I got some great feedback for it. Um, You still haven't given me your thoughts on it. You said you were gonna, we were gonna talk about it, and then we never did for whatever reason, right? Uh, So hopefully, you'll be telling me your thoughts pretty soon. I will. Um, And it was great. Uh, A bit of a, I got some disappointing news because I, I reached out to the Tank Theater because they were so generous with uh, time and resources uh, when it was time to do Gathering the Magic. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've moved into a new space. Yeah. So they're no longer a tiny little 70-seat, one block one black box theater. They're now a pretty massive uh, uh, theater now. They have two theaters now that they run in a different space. Mm-hmm. One is, I believe a 60 seat theater mm-hmm. and the other one's more of a hundred seat theater. Oh. And instead of doing like two shows a night, they're doing some like ridiculous, like 14 shows in like, like days, you know, it's like they, they, they've tripled the amount of shows in the space. Wow. Ultimately um, because it's, a, it's more rent. It's more, You know, the electricity bill is bigger, like everything's much more massive. So they're like every hour of that space is booked with something, you Mm -hmm. know, that's generating revenue for the theater.
4: Um, I mean, I guess that speaks to the thriving nature of uh, off-Broadway in New York City, that there's that many shows and productions looking for theater space. Oh, absolutely. That that they can fill their schedule. Well,
3: yeah. And the Tank still holds to their manifesto of providing free space for artists and the tank pays them for to be there. So they still, they're still operating under that business model, Mm -hmm. which is unprecedented in New York city. Uh, Unfortunately, because of the new space, the, the, the press hasn't followed them there, which is sad. So marketing shows has been difficult and they can't give me an extended run in the way that I got for gathering the magic. Oh yeah. Um, which is, I mean, I understand why it's it's disappointing because uh, I was kind of counting on doing an extended run because it, the 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 only reason to do because doing a show in New York at least off off Broadway is fucking horrible. It you know you don't make any money you 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 barely. Uh, get the amount of audience you need to fill the, the theater. The only reason you do it is so that you can get press to come and see the show to get reviews. Now, once you get those reviews, you can attach them to the show and then put and then take them other places where you will make money mm-hmm. and you will sell tickets. And so, right now, I've been offered three dates. And they're not exactly the best dates hmm. with the best times um, and not not at the fault of the tank. I think I think the tank has always been wonderful to me. I think they're just operating under different circumstances now. Um,
4: Would it be too much if I called them a bunch of dog dicks? Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I, that that would be absolutely too much. Yes. I get this like defensive thing kicks in, and you know, you've had like a working relationship with them for you know eight years or something.
3: Yeah, yeah. Long, long. I mean, I've seen three artistic directors
4: come and go from yeah. the tank. Yes, you've seen that theater in multiple buildings,
3: multiple buildings, multiple evolutions. Uh, and multiple phases.
4: Yes. Where's the love for the loyalty? <laughs> you had your cancer benefit there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had the cancer benefit under the auspices of the Tank Theater. But it wasn't, it, again, it's not the same building. It's not the same staff. It's not the same, you know. Uh,
4: uh, Value uh, system. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I I do not fault him at all. There's a um, it's the the artistic director Rosalind Grush, is one of the best human beings on the planet. She's mm-hmm. she's absolutely lovely and w- wicked smart, and um has sort of not single handedly made the tank it is what it is today. And um with a with a small army of dedicated people, and uh, you know she she has a lot you know she has a lot of things to. She has a lot of pies and a lot of ovens. You know, I'm one pie and one oven of like 72 ovens that she has to sort of curate. And I get it now. You know what I mean? It's like it's a bigger enterprise than it used to be. So, um, I don't know. I mean, again, I get. I I haven't responded to her email yet. I'm, I'm I want to see if I can try and negotiate like better dates and better times. And
4: you know, there's there's no way I'm going to get a three week run. That's obvious. Do you want a little muscle who has uh, no clout <laughs> anywhere to kind of lead that conversation? I've seen a lot of gangster movies.
3: Uh, no, please, please don't send her any horse heads. Please don't.
4: I wouldn't send her a horse. head. No, don't. don't I'd do that. send the email equivalent of a horse head, though. Wah,
3: wah, wah, no, no, they, don't, wah. they don't
4: care it'll only reflect poorly
3: on yes you. it'll reflect poorly on me yes no again I, I i don't fault them i mean it's it's a different operation than it was like you know three years ago um but you know it's it's that just means i need to get more creative about where i produce this show you know and whether or not reviews are that important um at least the new york reviews you know uh I don't know. I have I have a lot of I have a lot of figuring out to do. I have a lot of like creative problem solving to take care of and you know, um it's and again, it's still not on its feet yet. Like, you know, I haven't you know I haven't had a rehearsal yet with a director. I haven't, you yeah. know, talked about costuming or set or anything that, that that works towards a final product, you know. So, you know, maybe maybe me thinking about all of this is a little premature, but um I operate better when I have a deadline. When I don't have a deadline, I kind of flounder and meander about.
4: You, yeah, you goof around and watch television.
3: Basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, my, my, most of my disappointment about the dates is that it's, I mean, it is a deadline. It's just not a very good one.
4: Would it help your clout there? Would it imp- uh-huh. would it improve your standing and your ability to get a show? Sure. If you went around and uh, performed a bunch of shitty stories about your shitty stepdad and got some moth accolades, <laughs> and then you went back to the tank and you were like, Well all these moth accolades that they apparently just hand out if you have a shitty stepdad."
3: Oh! <laughs> would that <laughs> improve your? Chances? You've literally you've literally described like one third of all the moth uh stories ever told really in the history of the moth wow. yeah um for those of you who don't know i mean i don't want to mansplain please stop me if i'm mansplaining the moth is uh, a storytelling show often often appearing on the npr uh and uh it has its own podcast as well
4: terrific that's enough Yeah. No. um <laughs> well i hope they give you some And de- you're not considering looking somewhere else are you your next plan is to renegotiate and
3: the next, well, the next plan is to renegotiate. Um, I think, I think instead the, the current plan is that maybe, uh, to sort of reexamine the nature of the review mm-hmm. and whether or not that's actually valuable. Um, and instead maybe market to the people specifically who can take my show, uh, above and beyond. So, like, getting four dates with a better time slot Mm -hmm. that are like four days in succession or like, you know, like a Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday and do a aggressive, concentrated, targeted uh, sort of campaign to get producers there, to get theater um, bookers there, to get, you know, festival artistic directors there, you know, like, and like bypass the review system altogether and go directly to the source of the people who would do the hiring. Hmm. So I have no idea how to do that. So if you're a listener and you're a theater person and you could help a brother out, uh, send us an email at epicpodcast
4: at gmail.com. That's epicpodcast at gmail.com.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, the other option is, you know, I become a grant writer, and that's a whole other. Ball of wax.
4: Sure. Yeah. You know. It's a. I mean, those are a lot of responsibilities to do while you're killing time before getting to work on the other responsibility. <laughs> right. Showbiz. Showbiz. Uh, well, I. I'm glad to hear that that was the setback and not the show itself. The show itself is excellent. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I still. I would like a different lead. <laughs> the guy you have playing nelson lugo's yeah. like a little on the nose
3: yeah he's a bit hammy and i think he owes me money so yes um
4: uh no the show is great though <laughs> thank you it's you know it's it's uh, whimsical and upsetting which is kind of just you in two adjectives
3: <laughs> i'm gonna quote you great whimsical and upsetting shape for the dark
4: lord <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what i do now i write press releases perfect for you in as few words as possible done
3: i'll take them i don't care i i i, I need i need all the help i can get at this part great <laughs>
4: <laughs> so what's up with you, my bro Ham? Uh, my buddy, nothing. Shut up. Slowly chipping away. Uh, at another record. I'm working another out. one. Another one. Which is, which is this one? And another one. And another. One. This is a. I have done a lot of work with Vince Vandal over the years. I have uh-huh. done songs with him for his records, his uh, friend and fandoms uh-huh. compilations. He entirely produced my record, Sex Rhymes. Uh, That's true. Yeah. He's just one of my favorite people. I love him dearly. And, um, you know, a few months ago, we already started having like we'd already amassed another handful of songs together. And he came up with the idea of releasing it as a collaborative project instead of just just being a shape of the Dark Lord record with beats produced by. Right, right, right. Vince Vandal, making it like a a collaborative thing and giving ourselves a collective like group name oh, and making a full length record out of the songs that we, well, we started talking about doing an EP because that's, that's how those of us who like talk a big game and then take forever to make things do, (laughs) which tried to get a little realistic over the past eight years and do things like, Oh, we're going to do an EP. It's going to be like five songs, like six songs. We're going to do like seven songs. Yeah. We're going to put together an EP of like eight songs. (laughs) And now it's going to be uh, a full length. And I am behind schedule. He's just... He's cracking them he's out. He's hit a streak of inspiration. He's been oh, sending nice. more beats. We've got a bunch of beats, or a bunch of songs like already in the can. But uh-huh. There's more songs to write now. So I am just Hold on. The, 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 always side- finishing or working on a record. Sidebar, yeah. uh, I sent... I,
3: I played for you this uh, hook, this beat that I found yes, you did. From, from a 1920s yes you did song and I also sent it to Vince yes
4: is he using that he might be I'm not sure Vince doesn't do a lot of stuff with samples
3: that fucking asshole
4: well it makes it so that the artist can sell stuff I get
3: it but it's hard like, to sell stuff no this song is under public samples. domain oh well you
4: have to follow up with my producer Vince Vandal
3: <laughs> <laughs> also another follow
4: up uh, as your DJ why am I just hearing about this now Uh, (laughs) As my DJ Because you don't listen when I talk to you You knew I was working on songs with Vince We've been performing them in our show Oh Yeah, I Hate People's Gonna Be On It the Bringer's gonna be on it. Okay. All right. No, I didn't I didn't realize all of that was part
3: of a collective.
4: Yeah. Oh hey, that reminds me. We yeah. finished our run with MC Lars. And we, yes
3: we did. We finished our run with M C Lars. We did. We yeah. had a
4: lovely uh four show three you did you did th- I did three. You did three. I did four. Yeah. Five total. Five total, yeah. Um of MC Lars's residency at Gold Sounds Bar in Bushwick, yeah. Brooklyn. It just, uh, that was a lot of up. fun. That was a lot of fun.
3: I'm, I met I met a lot of really talented, really fantastic people. We
4: got to perform with so many great people. Yeah. Miss yeah, Eves. Yeah. Miss Eves is fucking fantastic. Um, Weedus, Holy you shit. didn't do the Weedus show.
3: I did not do the Weedus show. But you did do because the show. Because I hate Weedus.
4: You did. <laughs> nobody. No, <laughs> you. you did do the show with Front a lot. I did do the show with Front a lot. And the show yeah. with Tron and DVD. Those guys are great. Those guys are great. Um, uh, yeah, I saw a lot of, uh, Musicians, that was yeah, a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I got I got to hear some great music. Thanks, Lars, for having us. Yeah, thanks, Lars. Thanks, Lars. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to get aggressive with Lars because it's comically misplaced. Yes,
4: comically <laughs> comically misplaced. Exactly. Um, so that's uh, really uh, all I've been doing. I still chip away at my. T- 2k 18 career every now and
3: then <laughs> 2k 18 the wrestling game yes I do uh, <laughs> where where are you now in the career mode
4: you know it's it's funny how much that game reflects the actual industry okay it's it's remarkable you can you know you can uh, instead of like a moral choicism, you can make decisions along your career path that either gain you favor with an audience so yeah. you have huge pops when you come out the crowd loves you yeah yeah Um, your merch sells so you get more XP that way sure Um, or you can do everything that the bosses want you to do all the time and you know the crowd you won't be so over with the crowd they won't really like you but the company will keep giving you great opportunities which is really how it works there's no wrestler that is less over than Roman Reigns and yet he's such a company man that he gets all of these incredible opportunities and the fans just hate him meanwhile there are wrestlers like Rusev who is so crazy over with fans right now that they chant Rusev Day during other wrestlers' matches <laughs> at the other brand when they get bored.
3: <laughs> Yet the company
4: keeps burying him in like battle royals and six man tags and-, oh, and things like that. Geez. So it's uh I've I don't know. I'm trying to work that that's out. So weird. I feel like I'm doing well in my career. I've got the uh I'm the current US champion as well as Mr. Money in the Bank. I've got what? a briefcase to cash in. Yeah, that's right. But I'm not kissing the boss's ass. So even like after winning the title, my next match was opening a pay-per-view and a six-man tag with the like with Brizango and Jason Jordan and some other jabronis, Who? it's just a nightmare. <laughs> but it's a very good simulator for being a pro wrestler at Vince McMahon's company. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I do. Okay. I'm, I'm thoroughly entertained by this. I have really gotten to where I hate the sound of my voice explaining something because I realize that everything I natter on about is so painfully dull.
3: Oh, stop. No, no. I, I I, am filled with nothing but joy
4: and light. That's because you know that something's coming.
3: No. Well, maybe. I mean, yes. All right,
4: I don't really have anything else to talk about my, my uh, cats are ugly. New York City's a terrible place to live. Spring's coming.
3: Listen um I do I do I do want to do a quick quick shout out to um Delilah Dentata. She um her, she and her partner Jim Dandy um, run a burlesque show down in Washington D.C. called the DC Burlesque Brunch Club. Yes. No, the DC Burlesque Breakfast Club. Okay. okay. And it's a show uh that starts at 2 p.m. In the afternoon And they serve brunch With mimosas And eggs And all that delicious stuff Thank you for
4: Mansplaining brunch To our audience Go on Okay
3: Uh, And then uh, I And then during During the meal There's a burlesque show And I got to perform In pajamas And it was great Oh You didn't mention
4: That detail earlier Yeah I
3: I uh, I I I foregoed The dapper suit Uh And I figured Because it's a breakfast show I should show up In my pajamas And I did And it was great, and I got to perform for a whole room of people who'd never seen me before, uh, who'd never seen my shtick before, and it was great. I, it's, and then all of the other performers in the show were were really lovely and really wonderful, top notch talent, and I'd never worked with uh, most of them. Were uh, you
4: were you hosting or just doing a couple acts?
3: Just doing a couple acts. Okay, yeah, and it was it was nice to to be a part of a burlesque show where I wasn't worried half the cast
4: hated me. Oh, sure. And it was great. <laughs> yeah, that's a... It was really wonderful. That's a constant reality in our lives now. Yeah. Like, it was a long time ago, but it was even, like, by the time that I think that this podcast started, we were still... Yeah. Oh, no, wait. This podcast started because I quit our burlesque show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go to the tape! Go to the ta- <laughs> No, we're not going to the tape. You can do it on yourselves. I'm not We're not going to the tape. But, yeah, that is a very... A major part of our reality now is going to burlesque shows. Yeah. and counting how many people hate us. Yes, or or how many people I hate. Oh yes, because boy am I soured on a lot of <laughs> friendships I considered of value just mere years ago.
3: Well, you know this whole like this whole lawsuit thing, and and just prior to that, it's like it's given me a complex. I feel like I feel like every room I walk into, like they all hate me. And I know logically that's just stupid, but like emotionally I walk into this room and I'm like, okay, they're all avoiding me. They're all, they, they're all don't like me. They all hate me. They're all saying unkind things about me. Sure. And that's just
4: crazy. I don't want to feel like that anymore. Well, they're not all, but many of them are <laughs> <laughs> based on how toxic <laughs> <coughs> the, the various, tribe wars of New sure. York City burlesque in 2018 sure. have grown. Yeah, there's definitely a couple people there that are speaking uh, ill of you. Yes. And this really speaks to how far you've come in your new upgraded optimistic model. Because uh-huh. I would not have confirmed this to you a couple of years ago when what? you were, I don't know, when you were like Eeyore the Lugo. Uh, I, would, I would never uh-huh. have said, no Lugo, <laughs> nobody is speaking ill of you. But now, you sound like, it looks like you're standing on some pretty solid legs there so yeah. I can say yeah, yeah. yeah no 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 a lot of people hate your guts only by <laughs> virtue of the fact that you aren't on the correct team which is the team of shits <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, hate, oh, I, I hate it Also, I hate it Also, <laughs> uh,
3: fuck you and your friends
4: uh,
3: so uh, a huge huge thank you to Delilah and Jim uh, for having me down it was uh so much fun awesome. and and she let me stay in her home and it was lovely and i i can't wait to go back that's great i'm you glad know. you had a
4: great gig and i'm yeah. i'm glad people were nice to you yeah absolutely so, bravo.
3: absolutely um but let's move on to the main event the following contest is scheduled for one fall oh good
4: lord uh do you in- want do you want to do you want to tee up the intro to our <laughs> segment like you did last time what did i do You had like a, you, you, you were like, for more on this, we're gonna take you to. Oh, for more on
3: this, we'll take you to Schaefer's Wrestling Corner!
4: All right, folks, last month's episode, I made WrestleMania predictions. We were about a week away. Yes, you did. I made predictions, and I was so confident. So confident. In all of my match predictions. So,
3: like, unhesitatingly
4: unwavering in your confidence. That I made a bet on air, because I love playing games with Nelson Lugo. Right. Where there are stakes involved. Because you always win those. I bet my WrestleMania predictions on the reveal of previously unheard music that I created at the very dawn of my career. Yeah. Like before... Little, little baby, baby Dark Lord raps. Before I started shape for the Dark Lord, before I was in the rap group, the end of the world that preceded it out uh-huh. in California. Uh-huh. But the stuff I made in secret in a four track <laughs> in the house where I lived with four other white dudes in my college town in iowa city iowa when i made 30 some rap songs in secret to sort of develop my skills which ultimately created me a body of work i would be mortified to ever play for ears of people who became a fan of my later act i bet that i would play one of those songs yes you did that i have buried deeply that i have not shared with partners Oh, that I've man. not shared with like my other musical friends. Cool Z is the Holy. only one who's ever heard any of Wait, this. Wait, so these songs are part of a body of work
3: that have never been put on a tape or CD and sold? They were sold on a cassette
4: tape at, okay. a, at a record store in my college. Day. Okay. But these, this was in like 1998. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my God,
3: 98.
4: Yeah. I made some, I put some on CDs later and sold them. I, we did a show and I sold some CDs then. But that was also still in Iowa. This yeah. Is, it, exceedingly was local. Long before anybody would give a shit. Right. I was a guy who played drums in some band, and this was my goofy rap project. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. terrible stuff. But anyway, so I nice. bet my WrestleMania predictions against sharing one of those songs. Right. Let's go down and look at my predictions let's real quick. Go to let's go to the list. see how I did. All right. Uh, the Raw tag team titles. It was Sheamus and Cesaro versus Braun Strowman and an unnamed partner. Uh-huh. Well, I had a bunch of partners I was hoping he would pick. It was none of them. He picked a 10-year-old kid out of the crowd to be his fake partner. Nice. Uh, I predicted the Strowman and whoever he picked would win and take the belts and I was correct. Nice. Ding, ding, ding. There's ding, one for me. Ding,
3: ding, for you. What did you, the 10-year-old do?
4: He just stood there and looked adorable.
3: Oh.
4: And then the next night on Raw he relinquished the belts because he was like, we can't really be a tag team. So now they're currently owned by nobody. Oh. No, because they make great business decisions at WWE. That's... It was a fun moment. It It was a cute moment. It was a fun moment. Unfortunately, hashtag Seamus' daddy lost his belt. The Raw (laughs) Intercontinental Championship was a triple threat match between The Miz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins. And I said The Miz would retain, and Seth Rollins took the belt. I was wrong. Wrong. Raw women's title, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I said Nia Jax would take that belt that she has deserved for so long, and I was correct. Ding, 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 ding. Winner. The SmackDown Tag Team Titles. It was a triple threat match of the Champions Usos versus the New Day versus the new guys, the Bludgeon Brothers. I said the new guys, the Bludgeon Brothers would win, and I was correct. Ding, 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 winner! SmackDown United States Championship. Uh, It was a a fatal four-way match between champion Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. And I said Randy Orton would retain... And Jinder Mahal took the belt. Jinder Mahal, I was wrong, loser. SmackDown Women's Championship. It was Charlotte Flair versus Asuka, the undefeated Asuka. I made a crazy, elaborate prediction on you this. You did. You did. That involved it, Carmella coming in, yeah. cashing in the money in the bank contract. Yeah. Um But I said, which that, I did not hold you to. I said Asuka would win. Carmella would cash in. Charlotte won and broke Asuka's streak. I was wrong, loser. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the cruiserweight championship. It was the end of the tournament, which came down to Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. I said Cedric Alexander would win, and I was correct. Winner! Ding ding ding! ding, ding, ding. And then in the main event, it was the Raw Universal Title. The beast brock lesnar versus roman reigns and i said this one's a no-brainer uh-huh. roman reigns is gonna win so he can lose it to someone else because brock lesnar is gonna retire and brock lesnar retained <gasps> dang, apparently dang. re-upping his contract Loser. i was wrong so to go through those title <laughs> matches that i predicted uh uh-huh. how many how many I wins i got four of them correct four wins and I got five of them wrong
3: Five losses And I said It wasn't a percentage I said All you have to do Is get one more win Than losses Yeah And it wasn't even Even that No So, uh, tell us a little bit about the track you're about to play for us.
4: Oh, sweet Jesus Christ!
3: When was it? When was it recorded? What's
4: it about? So, my first hip hop project was. <laughs> well, I was a drummer in a band. Yes, uh, I was just learning how to multi-track on a four-track and sure. I would come home from my porn shop job I've talked about this in like every interview I've ever done on anybody's yeah. podcast Yeah, I would come home from my porn shop job at two in the morning and I would sneak down in the basement and I would record songs on my four-track secretly learning yeah. how to multi-track record yeah. and then I kept them a secret from my, my bandmates because I was like we were all a bunch of little pretentious music snobs and sure. think less of me and I was embarrassed but I was like passionately going at this no thing. of course yeah after a while, they eventually kind of joined in, and one of the guys made a couple beats, and one of the uh, couple of the other guys would join in and do like guest vocals. But sure. it was really my project, yeah, this project this band was called syphilis Bill <laughs> Syphilis Bill. And this was the 90s, so our thing, or the, the gimmick that I created for this, this project was that it was a bunch of gangster rappers, but they would also, they'd rap about how they kill people and how they smoke a lot of weed, but they would also, their, the gimmick was that they would brag about how many sexually transmitted diseases they had, and how, like, oh. unsafe they were, and, and all this, it was just, like, all this really graphic, disgusting...
3: I, I'm, I'm getting the syphilis part of syphilis, yeah. Bill.
4: Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was kind of their angle. So um, wait. There were four on. characters that I created and I I, okay. I I was basically all of them. It was DJ a Dick. <laughs> DJ Eda Dick. DJ Stupid Dick. DJ Stupid Dick. MC Sick Stupid. MC Sick Stupid. And the one I used the most, MC S T D. Oh, uh... Yeah, you just learned so the, uh, the letters came before <SSSSSS>! they did the name <SSSSS>! because when I was in San Francisco and joined this rap group, The End of the World, I wasn't yet as ashamed of this material as I should have been. <laughs> <laughs> and I had in my head, I thought that the, I was great, and I was like, yeah. you know, someday, someday, I'm gonna want to release that old stuff, so I'd better make a stage name now. Yeah. Where yeah. I can still attach myself to it. So, yeah. I, in, in the end of the world, I was called STD, and every show it would just stand for something different.
3: Interesting.
4: And then I was so up my own ass about that material that when I went solo, I was like, <laughs> I better make a stage name that fits this acronym. Sure, sure. And here we are. All of my. my 30 years later. My stage name that I hate is tied to this humiliating project <laughs> that I made years ago. this is my skeleton. this is the biggest skeleton. oh my my god uh so there's this one cd that uh, there's there was a one cd of like 30 some songs and then i'd made this ep when i'd gone back to iowa like my first six months after living in california and did a show with my friends because I was homesick sure and i'd made like a handful of other songs i can't even find those what i did like this five song ep I have no idea where they are. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't like lose stuff like no, that. No, but you don't. I lost it for years and didn't realize it you're until a, I was looking for it recently. You're a music hermit, and was like, uh, I think you mean hoarder. Hoarder, yes. yes. Uh, I realized that I just lost it, and I was like, they're fine. just they're good. just gone forever. Good, good. good. good.
3: Holy shit.
4: But anyway, so I, I dug up the first one, which I still had, and I listened to it all the way through. And um, oh, after I took the knife away from my throat,
3: <laughs> I had
4: to narrow it down a little bit. Uh, it's all so bad. It's all so problematic. Okay. Uh, do, we need, do we need to bleep out anything
3: or uh, we no. just listen to it all the way through? No.
4: Well, okay. no. So listen to this. Okay. Here we go. Here's a song from Syphilis Bill. Stupid
2: super stupid motherfucking ass bird.
5: Stupid 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 motherfucking ass bird. Stupid super stupid, stupid motherfucking ass bird. Stupid stupid stupid, stupid motherfucking flying cat catpig. Stupid motherfucking fucking fucking ass bird. Stupid stupid motherfucking flying ass, ass catpig. Stupid 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 motherfucking <êí. pers rolled át MAGICAL> mother ass bird. Stupid
4: motherfucking ass bird. There's that kid. That can't be all of it. That's a, that's an entire song. That song is called Flying Ass Cat Pigs. That can't be all of. All it. right, stop. It, that cannot be all of. it. That is the shortest track on the album. <laughs> Wait, that's literally one of the songs. Yes, it's called <laughs> "Flying Ass Cat Pigs." Okay, no,
3: that's not going to work. I know that's not going to work. No, you need, you need to give me something with lyrics. All right. <laughs> Fucking flying ass pigs. Flying ass cat pigs. Sorry, flying ass cat pigs. Got it.
4: All right,
0: here you go. I fucked the dead horse chicken and now I've got syphilis. On the said die, fucker. So many.
4: And there you have it.
3: <laughs> Tits to the motherfucking crotch, homeboy. Homeboy. Yeah.
4: Ah. Uh, yeah.
3: Okay, I have a question. <laughs> Just I have, okay, one? I have. I have so many, so okay. many questions. Here's here's one. I'm gonna. I, are you doing some sort of vocal effect with your voice, or is that how you sounded back in '98?
4: Uh, I think the pitch might have been cranked up a little bit, but it's only a little bit. Like. Because I went through and listened to a bunch of them, and I wasn't cranking up the pitch on every track. And my voice is audibly higher and squeaky. Yeah. It's because I didn't have, like, an additional 20 years of, like, calluses on my (laughs) vocal cords from going around the country and (sighs) drinking (sighs) booze and smoking cigarettes and screaming at people every night. So my voice has gotten deeper since then, uh, even though I was technically an adult man when that was recorded. I sure. Was, sure. So I, mean, you w- know, I some then, some people are just late bloomers, you know. I th- I think that I don't think that was recorded. in 90, I think that was probably recorded. I was twenty three when that was made. <laughs> twenty three. Uh it's literally the
3: least offensive song that I could play. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say this with all honesty. Okay. It wasn't that bad. Oh, I mean, there's there's some sloppy cadence stuff. Sure. You know, and you're and you're trying to fit in way. Way too many syllables oh, sure. on some of those
4: lines, uh, but it's not that bad. I'm also trying to fit a vocal affectation into this body. <laughs> yes, which is, I mean, you know, I mean,
3: aside, aside from the problematic subject matter, uh, I can I can already see or, or sense like the future work of Shape of the Dark Lord <laughs> in that it's it's like the proto proto Shape of the Dark Lord. All of the elements are there. They've Uh just been refined over the years. Sure. Essentially.
5: Sure. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai.
0: you I don't uh, that was ridiculous I don't say a holy fucking Jesus
4: goddamn fucking Christ in my songs anymore uh, or should I
3: you sh- well if you haven't then you're leaving money on the table my friend actually now that I think about it I feel like I re- in the crotch I think is really clever I don't <laughs> It made me laugh I don't know if it's supposed to
4: make me laugh I think it was all supposed <laughs> to be funny I think it was, it was supposed to make an audience laugh right um, that audience being me yeah yeah. And then my friend Jason back home, because I would, like, put these on cassette tapes and send them to him. tell me I'm pretty. I mean, funny. <laughs> and he would do it. And then I made him a guest MC in a song. Uh,
3: well, folks, what did you think of the little baby rapper known as Schaefer the Dark Lord? <laughs> uh, what's that uh, track called? It's called People Are Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh send us an email at epicpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of People Are Dead. Uh would you
4: buy this on iTunes? Do you want him to release it as a dollar uh uh track? The thing Cool Z has threatened for years is, um, <laughs> among his many schemes over the years that he's like he has this this record label and he's wanted to go back and take all of these like four-track projects of his friends from college, which are, there's just dozens and dozens and dozens of them from oh, sure. around the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, And he's constantly telling me that he really wants to put out this full album. Uh, uh, of yours? Yeah. I'll I'll break both of his fucking arms. I swear <laughs> to God. I will chew the Ghostbusters tattoos off of his body if he ever tries to make this available to somebody, uh-huh. free or not.
3: I think I think you should, you should get out in front of it and uh, put, put that out.
4: I, do, I think I've got a pretty good handle on my friendship with, <laughs> with Z that I think I can plead to him. Reign that in, yeah. Don't do this, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do this. Like I'm, like I'm Rick Grimes talking to Shane when, <laughs> they, when they opened up the Greens barn and he started mowing down all of their dead relatives. Don't do this, brother. Uh, and I think uh, Z would hear my cry and take mercy on my vanity.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. It's
4: not good. Uh, it's not a good song. You know what? Uh it, but I, I I I will let you listen to another one off mic for comparison. No, no, no. I mean I I agree. It's 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 not bad. Yeah. It's just
3: not good. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like I mean all of the elements of Shafer the Dark Lord are there. In sure. The the there there's a lot of clever uh, turns of phrases. There's oh, some, some clever, clever uh, sort of rhyme schemes going on there. Uh, fucking half-assed
4: horrorcore rap Oh yeah, is that's what's what, what Still, can well, impact.
3: I mean, most of it. Yes, yeah. so, I mean, I'm not. I don't. Wanna, I am
4: still. A I don't want to sugarcoat horrorcore. this. Yeah, okay.
3: But as as like
4: fledgling rap
3: projects go, that's pretty good.
4: Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I would yeah, like yeah. to apologize I, to I, all of you, but among you, I would mostly like to apologize. To see Muldrow. C Maltrow. C We're very sorry you had to listen sorry to that. Sorry I had to hear that. <laughs> so I am over three. <laughs> okay. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. At the, t- the time I had recorded this, I had never lived outside of the state of Iowa, too. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah. Um. So, I am 0 for 3 yeah. in challenges with you. Yeah. Okay. I lost the Batman challenge when we had Alan Kistler on. Yep. I lost the Star Wars challenge when we had Frontalot on. Right. And I lost the WrestleMania challenge when we had no friends or guests anymore. Yeah. All three of these challenges yep. were my idea. Yeah. The stakes <laughs> in all of them <laughs> were my idea. Yeah. And yeah. I am just i am i have an unbroken losing streak yes you do and i keep paying the price and i'm not done i'm still gonna challenge you to shit no of course but as well you should if, i like winning if the audience has a challenge for us a game that i might have a slim chance of actually of i might i might want to
3: pitch you a thing you want to hear it
4: go ahead all right so uh my
3: my uh 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 I'm gonna say partner. My partner and I mm-hmm. uh, just came back from a long road trip, and we were joking around, and we came up with a game show idea. Who knows Nelson the best?
4: Is it you're gonna pose? You're gonna put your partner yeah. against me yeah. in a challenge yeah. to see which one of them? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! What are the stakes? I don't. Whatever you want whatever I want. (coughs) I mean,
3: we could talk about it. I mean, this, this may be a terrible idea.
4: Like it hurt when I lost (laughs) star Wars Wars trivia to you.
3: Star Wars was was the one that I think hurt the most.
4: Yeah. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Here's the thing with that, with that game show, I, I wouldn't want to win it and I wouldn't want to lose it. (laughs) So,
3: well, look, you have, she's got the handicap of having known me the least. Mm -hmm. Right. However, you have the handicap of always losing trivia ever. Okay. So there's that.
4: You know what we could do? Yeah. We could get both of our partners Mm -hmm. and have them get together and write, Trivia questions for either one of us. Oh, like, like which one of us knows the most about each other? Yeah, they'll 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 compare notes. Oh, okay. And then they can ask us and see which one of us wins. Okay, we'll talk about it. we'll talk about this off mic. If you're interested in this, if you're interested in this, send us an email send us at epicpodcast at gmail com. Yeah. Um. So and then, let us know what the stakes should be. Yeah. I, I wish I wish I had video of some of my shitty first. MADI I think performances. it's the the ultimate price <laughs> that should be the stakes of that the game. most dangerous game <laughs> uh, i think it's time we should take a quick break yeah. and um play music that isn't garbage uh, yes so just as a palate cleanser so yes. folks we're gonna take a quick break and we will be back in just a moment back to business mega ram all
5: towards back to business back a tricks on the boys now it's back to business she went on the beat boo with you it's your right to boo with it It don't really matter to me homie long as you in here boo with cheer, boo with cheer, it's your right to boo with you but if you don't like me ask yourself what is you doing here boo with you boo with cheer, it's your right to boo with you it don't really matter to me homie long as you in here boo with you boo with you it's your right. The with you. But if you don't like me, ask yourself, what is you doing here? Okay, Austin and the Rock, they were some special dudes. Nowadays, you boring just because you respect the rules. Nowadays, we working harder than them other dudes. Find another cat to the same old lecture, too. They forcing them down a throat. They forcing them down a throat. That's because before the push, you all loved them the most. They only got three moves. He only got three moves. Who you talking about? Cause that's everybody my dude If I get all the chins, they call me babyface Whip a pill with the skill, that's my saving grace Miss a mill, yeah, I still keep my lady lace Throw it back, throw it back like it's 88. Summer Slam, Mega Bucks versus Mega Powers. Expedition with the extra fixin' Eddie Bauer. We about to make it rain like some heavy showers. Anticipate me winning every hour on the hour. Boo a chair, boo a It's your right to boo a cheer It don't really matter to me, homie, long as you in here. Boo a chair, boo a chair. It's your right to boo a cheer But if you don't like me, ask yourself what is you doing here. Boo a cheer boo a cheer It's your right to boo it don't really matter to me, homie, long as you in here. Boo with you, boo with you. It's your right to boo with you. But if you don't like me, ask yourself what is you doing here. First of all, I come to offer my apologies. This for anyone on my socials who follow me. Cause a whole lot of stunting's what you about to see. Cause some a mess, but still got some endearing qualities. Just because you see me with your favorites taking pictures. That on me slotted my DMs acting different. I know that I'm busy, we don't get a chance to kick it. Check the prices on the meet and greet and grab a ticket. You found a niche market. You found a niche market. Maybe I did, maybe you didn't. You just spit garbage. He got on with that nerd rap. He got on with that nerd rap. Yeah, I know and unheard that. Go ahead, run the last verse back. That will be snapping, man. I said it, that will be snapping, man. I came up battling. Please don't make me go back again. Since the day I hit the scene, they feelin' like it's nicking team. You can curse and kick and scream, but I can't hear you through the screen. Boo shit, boo It's your right to boo with you. It don't really matter to me, homie. Long as you in here. Boo it shit, boo It's your right to boo with you. Here. But if you don't like me, ask yourself what is you doing here? Boo with you, boo with you. It's your right to boo with you. It don't really matter to me, homie, long as you in here.
1: Boo with you, boo with you. It's your right to boo with you. But if you don't like me, ask yourself what is you doing here. Headed to the ring, feel like I'm the hardest here. Your children can try to cheer, I will make them shed a tear When I tear they poster, anyone can be a volunteer You were just a poser in my heart, you never struck no fear Cause look how you're smiling, you too cheerful I'll cut a promo, and here's a an earful You full of it? I swear this beat, make me feel like Jericho, I'm about to put you on the list. Mr. to Tina, club a-laying and bang my fist. Bang a ring and never miss. Kimbo, slice your team to bits Ice grill, ice pack on my kneecaps. They saying wrestling is fake, they need to relax. Cause it's just scripted, with this gab I'm gifted. Heel turn, and I turn your man into submission. I'm saying for a second, listen. You paid your money, now it's time to pay attention.
4: Did you know that the Epic Podcast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network? And did you know that the Nerdy Show Podcast Network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests? Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com nerdyshow nerdy show, you can fund the entire Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Folks, this month on the program, we're going to catch up on some long-neglected listener mail. That's right. It's a mailbag episode. Yeah. Uh, You've sent us emails. Yes. We've read them. We have. Most of them. I've, re-
3: <laughs> I've read them. A lot of these are going to go. Here's the thing. No one really asks questions. They, they they all kind of just write in to tell us how much they really enjoy the show and their favorite moments from it and uh, what they've gotten from it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm just going to go through just a few of these, and we're going to go way back in the way back machine. Okay. So this was January 9th of this year.
4: Okay. Uh,
3: Hello, Nelson and Schaefer. I love how I'm the first on the list. Thank you so much. This is your show. Uh, No, it's it's half. This is your show. It's half my show. It's yours. That's half. Just a guess. So much to say and compact into a succinct email. I'm not quite sure where to begin. I guess to start... I'm a huge fan of the show. I discovered it late into the game and have since listened through most of the back issues. The, the the unique comedic perspective into your lives has brought me hours upon hours of joy, slaving away at the mindless task that is my job for that. Thank you. Through the podcast, you have quickly become two of my favorite internet personalities. All I can say without rambling is that if I ever get the chance to meet you face to face, I would shake your hand, buy you a beer, and give you a hug that one is optional. You two sound just like Joyous Company to be around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I guess it depends. It depends on what, what day you, you find us. But I want to thank you, Schaefer. After, after listening to the episode featuring uh, Francine, the lucid dream and hearing the two of you talk about Twin Peaks, I took my own gander into the show and got hooked. Your description of it being a very visually told story was extremely accurate. Thank you for being much Uh, Thank you very much for otherwise piquing my interest into the series. Uh, To wrap up this email, you two are amazing human beings in my book, and the ramblings of two middle-aged divorcees fall on very welcome ears here. Thank you so very much for what you do and for everything you produce. Despite the challenges life throws into your way, That's all I want to fit into this email without feeling like I'm rambling. Also, listening to the two of you every month month makes me want to see you both perform live very bad. Being in Arizona sucks sometimes. Another confirmed listener, C. Hollingsworth. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, C. Hollingsworth. Yeah. Um, uh, He's referring to the Twin Peaks episode that was not too long ago where you talked about the Showtime special and Mm -hmm. the work you were doing with Francine Mm -hmm. and... uh, the s- Fran-
4: Francine Francine, I talked about the first seven episodes of The Return. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We still need to do a follow up episode with Francine to do the rest of the, the season. How how many more episodes after seven? Uh, there's 18 total. Holy schmoly. Yeah. And shit just went bananas right after, right. Starting with episode eight. <laughs> really- yeah. I mean, really, to be fair, the whole thing was bananas. But episode eight of yeah. the new season of Twin Peaks is crazy. Probably the single weirdest thing David Lynch has ever made. Episode 8 specifically? Yes, episode... It is its own standalone nightmare. Hachi machi. It's it's intense. All right. Uh, This one... uh, Wait, let me just say one more thing. Sure. Uh, C. Hollingsworth, uh, thank you again for listening to the program. Um, I can't believe you listened to us to kill the pain of a job (laughs) that is hurting you because... To me, the 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 salve that you look for your wound is the thing that wounds me.
3: <laughs>
4: um, but uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have anywhere to go with that other than thank you and like. But uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> my own kind of befuddlement with your
0: enjoyment of this.
3: Um, this one comes to us from December thirty first, twenty seventeen. Okay. Uh, I've never watched Twin Peaks. There are just so many good shows out there. If you did do a podcast, I guess meaning a Twin Peaks uh, 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 analysis show that I pitched that you don't want to do, this person said, I'd watch along with you guys. Huh. Jack B., loyal listener number 12.
4: Well, thank you very much, Jack B., loyal listener number 12. Uh, I would recommend, I would point you in the direction of a podcast called Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, what's this? Um, that's a Twin Peaks themed podcast. Okay. Obviously, Francine and I have been guests on it before. Oh, nice. Um, they're doing a thing right now where they are, you know, after having just a couple of years of just talking about various Twin Peaks stuff and getting excited for the, the show to come back. Sure. Um, they're now doing a series of episodes where uh, every episode is just dedicated to to one episode of the original run of the series.
3: Okay. And, and so they, they in, do a
4: deep dive and... Sure. They take like, you know, episode two and they just talk about episode two the whole time. Okay. Um, and they bring in... They'll have like a panel of, of guests to oh, nice. like kind of dissect the episode and talk about it. We did... Um, we're, or we're By going, we, you and Francine. Francine, we're going to do an episode for it. One of the things that they have is they, um, they have copies of the, the scripts... For, or the, oh, the screenplay nice. for all these episodes. So you get to read through and see all of the things that were written that they uh, didn't shoot or oh, got cut out. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, and so the the hosts of this program bring in other guests to read those scenes and act uh-huh. them out. Nice. So the pink room burlesque, you know, Francine and Minx Arcana and Bunny Buxom and CDED and myself went through and we recorded these scenes for oh and it was actually God. the second episode the one that comes after the, the yeah, yeah yeah uh we went through and just recorded all of these scenes and did our character voices and sure mixed with sound sure. and music sure. and it's gonna be a lot of fun i think the one that we did airs sometime in may but until then i would uh recommend checking out the twin peaks unwrapped podcast twin peaks unwrapped podcast we'll make sure that is in the show notes for you uh, that's pretty awesome. I got to Although, do a lot of well because I was the only um, male voice. Yeah. in our crew, you got to do all the male characters. Yeah, so there's like there'll be a scene that is Truman with Agent Cooper with Doctor Jacoby, and I'm doing all of the voices. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a lot of fun though. Check it out.
3: Um, I still think I still think this would be a good idea. Okay, where you and I watch an episode together. Uh-huh. You being the deep dive fan uh-huh. and me being brand new to get a perspective on what that's like. Oh, I still think I still oh, we think did that's do a that. Thing.
4: We did that. We watched the pilot episode. That was an episode of this podcast. <laughs> we already did the thing that you're pitching to me. You want to do it again? Yeah, we should do an episode where you get high for the first time. No, we should do a whole other podcast. We should do an episode where we go back in time and we're pre-adolescents. We oh, tape record. This one comes to us November twenty first, twenty seventeen. Good lord! Uh, hey, hey, chaps!
3: Uh, I've uh, I hope I've not missed the boat on this. Where'd the month go? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, it's okay. We're just around getting to this. In short, whilst I obviously don't know you nelson really at all i am somewhat of i am in somewhat of a unique position to at least make some guess at your personality you see in the schaefer lugo podcast community i'm currently in two places at the same time i am i'm bang up to date having listened to the last two episodes and i'm way back in the past slowly crawling forward through time current up to episode 19 why is this relevant? Well, the Lugo I'm most acquainted with is Yester Lugo.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yester Lugo has only recently recovered from cancer and is starting to pick up his career in magic once more. For me, it was like a few weeks ago that you guys were plugging up at Quinn and regularly having burlesque performers as guests. And finally, get, my po- get, get, get to my point... You both only ever speak of the performers in your shows with the most utmost respect, and it's pretty obvious that many of the performers are also close friends of yours. I wasn't there, but the scene at the time sounded like a bunch of like-minded folks having fun exploring a new thing. <coughs> if at the same time you were, as you mentioned a few times, looking for love, not going out much to do anything other than work and spending time with like-minded, attractive people, doesn't, doesn't it fit that you'd ask a few of them out? Who wouldn't? That wasn't at all short. Sorry, I a very quick thank you for, remedi- for recommending Lock and Key. I'm nearly done with all the volumes. I've not read comics for about 15 years and I've really gotten into these. In return, by means of recommendation, if you have the time, check out Ghost Poet. He's a wordsmith producer from London. I saw him live a couple of weeks ago near me, and he blew me away. Like everything he does, but Freak Show is a good place to start. Oh, I like everything he does, but Freak Show is a good
4: place to start. Big Love from Cambridge. Big Love is uh, one of my favorite Pixie songs. <laughs> That's actually not the song. The song's called Gigantic. They mm-hmm. just say a big, big love. So... So it sounds like this listener is is referring listening to, listening to old stuff where we yeah. used to have burlesque performers on as guests, and, and also listening to a recent episode, right, where you talked about getting called out, sure, for you know past possible
3: years. problematic behavior.
4: Yes, yep. yes. And that's, that's I don't know I don't have a thought. <laughs> that. Yeah, I guess that's, I don't either. The but they're saying like it seems like you're very respectful, and that may be, yeah, um, but. I guess I appreciate the gesture, but I feel like in in any other circumstance, if I heard somebody um, who was defending themselves against any kind of dicey sort of behavior Uh and then... They defended. They, a peer of theirs defended them by saying, "Like, well, I heard this thing you said a long time ago, so you're obviously a nice guy." It just—it's a little, yeah, character defensey. Yeah, uh, and, and and only and 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 what's the initial here on this? L. Uh, L. From Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I, I am not trying to detract from the, the kind words you've said, and they are deeply appreciated. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm just saying, like, it's it's all very timely and relevant based on our the social circles we used to inhabit now that there is a great deal of well i stayed at your house once and nothing you never were mean to me in any way. And these <laughs> yeah, are defenses yeah. being made of terrible fucking people. That oh, I sure. oh, sure. Oh, um, sure. So I'm just my, the only reason I bring this up is it's just, I have hesitance to fully embrace that in, in no, a way because I, I agree. It I just absolutely it, agree. It rings a little too familiar. To I,
3: I understand the sentiment it's coming from. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't want to dismiss that, but it's also not a valid defense. No. Yeah. But thank you
4: But thank you L from
3: Cambridge Thank you so much I appreciate it nonetheless Um, uh, L from Cambridge uh, uh, Wrote another email It's another sort of Glowing uh, uh, Rave review Of what we do Do I get to read Any of these? Uh, No Okay Um, But Lee Ended this one with uh, In quotes Wouldn't it be cool If there was a Deadpool movie Said by Schaefer In episode 8 Of this
4: podcast Did I? Yes Huh I think I was excited about having a superhero movie where the superhero would break the fourth wall and talk to the audience. Uh-huh. I was never like a huge Deadpool fan until, until, until Deadpool the, until movie. Deadpool, the yeah. movie came out yeah. and I loved it and yeah. can't, wait I can't wait for the sequel. I can't wait for the sequel. I just saw the trailer. I'm going crazy. Well, then uh, thank you, Elle, for confirming that I am Nostradamus of <laughs> indie pop culture themed <laughs> podcasts.
3: <laughs> uh, do
4: you, do you want to read the next one? Really? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, really? yeah go ahead okay so what's the date on this one the date on this one it is September 4th 2017 (laughs) oh back before my friends were being sued oh good god those were simpler times simpler times back before I went off my meds (laughs) (laughs) too true okay this one comes to us from a B Burke title the show is not boring <laughs> <laughs> hey Schaefer, Lugo, please note which name went first there. Uh, yours, yours this time. Right, absolutely. Hey Schaefer, Lugo, long-time listener, first-time writer. It dawned on me that I started listening to this show five years ago when I was eighteen. Holy shit! I've meant to send an email since then, but it seemed every time you requested emails, I was a month, I was a month bit and catching up. Maybe I was a month late. Out. A month out. A
3: month out, yeah.
4: I was a month out and catching up, etc. I essentially have not emailed because I felt it would be too awkward to admit I was too shy, anxious to email earlier. So here I am five years later to tell you the show is great. I've enjoyed the show so very much over the years and I like the many different formats it has taken. I can't think of a bad episode you've ever released. The only episode I've not finished was the Twin Peaks pilot episode because I wanted to watch the show along with your commentary but never got around to it. <laughs> nice. My least favorite part of your show. No, oh, to the good no! Oh, My yeah, yeah. least oh, favorite part of your show. I think uh, it is easy to admit is the end. Ah, specifically when you announce all the great stuff you guys are up to that I can't attend because I live in Ireland. And as much as making it to any of these would be rather, and as such, making it to any of these would be rather difficult indeed. Yeah, the commute would be rough. Yeah, yeah. So to give the show a rating, it's a solid five for me. Hopefully that brings up the average a bit. <laughs> Hope this email finds you well whenever you get around to cleaning up that inbox and whichever you, of you reads this. Oh. Best regards, B. Burke. I have never been more
3: seen in my life <laughs> than Mr. Uh, B. Burke.
4: I, uh. Thank you so much. That's, again, it's humbling and it's it's hard to respond to praise for this product without being uh, self-deprecating and then and somehow like, you know, Insulting towards you And your taste Yeah Insulting I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's It's just a defense mechanism Because it's hard to take Right Praise Yeah it's hard to take praise I hear that I hear that um, But but thank you so much That's another reference To our Twin Peaks episode Yeah, All yeah, these, yeah, yeah. Everybody's talking about Twin Peaks Well Can we maybe, just turn into A Twin Peaks podcast No Here's what, the, here's what I'm saying we You can become a new fan oh, It could no, follow no. your journey Here's No yeah We make it a second podcast
3: Called "Peaking the Twins." Oh God, that was gross. Yep. No, bleep that, bleep that, please.
4: Bleep I am it. not. No, that's staying in. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit it. I'm gonna put it right next to the song. Oh
3: God, damn it. Uh, we'll call, we'll call it. You know what? We'll, we'll get, we'll get titles from the listeners. But I think we should watch Twin Peaks, the original, and we do commentary over it. And you tell me all the things I need to know, and I learn all about Twin Peaks. And, uh, and, and
4: it'll be a podcast about Twin Peaks. Your suggestion yeah. is that we make a second podcast. Yeah. You're... <sighs> here's, here's the good thing about this podcast. I can't believe you're even alive Sometimes <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> A second
3: podcast, he says. Here's what we can do. Instead of like waiting a month to record these, we can knock out like four of them
4: in an afternoon and then bank them. You can knock out four of them in an afternoon, yeah. Batman. Yeah, I still need several days to
3: edit them. Well, that's what I'm saying. We can we could do a whole bunch, put them in the can, and then release them slowly.
4: Oh, I, you know the the part of it that's appealing yeah. is getting to watch you watch tweets. Yeah, um, and I think that that would be fun for an audience. Also for for people who haven't or have watched The yeah. part that I don't like is the part where we're doing a second podcast <laughs> Because it's the 60th episode of this one <laughs> And we got fan mail talking about the various formats we've used over the years Yeah And for like ever since we came back from our, our episode 50 break uh-huh. It's just been the same format This month we're scraping the barrel We're just reading our <laughs> inbox and you want to produce a second <laughs> podcast? Well, tell you what, loyal listener.
3: Uh, would you continue listening if this became a Twin Peaks commentary show? Let us know. Send us an email at epicpodcast at gmail.com.
4: That's epicpodcast at gmail.com.
3: Uh, all right. We, we, I, think, I think we have time for one more email. All right. Uh, do you want to do the next one? Are you going to let me
4: read two things on this sure. show? Sure. Oh, my gosh. This one comes to us from September 3rd,
3: 2017. <laughs> God damn, these are old.
4: Hey, gents. I have quite a few favorite moments. Were we... Wait. You were fishing.
3: This is the episode where we called people...
4: The market research episode. The market episode. research
3: okay. episode. We called people and you asked them, why is our show terrible?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, like? and, and people generally either have never heard it or if they did hear it, actually really liked it.
4: Okay. Hey, gents. I have quite a few favorite moments, but actually really loved listening to Lugo break down the wrestling entrances. Oh, I remember we did that. Yeah. It's uh, it set of the analytical side of my brain. Oh, it's set off, I think. It's a, these yeah. are the iPhone typos. Yeah. It's set off the analytical side of my brain, kind of like reviewing an album or video game, and was really fun to hear. Oh, good. Another of my favorites was actually the time travel episode. <laughs> <laughs> Silly and wonderful. Aww. Feel free to call any time for additional market research or sad movie watching. Cheers, S. Thank you, S. Yeah. Thank you so much. See,
3: see you hate everything you do. And so that taints your opinion of everything that you I do.
4: I don't hate everything I do. I think I've written a couple of pretty good songs.
3: You have. And I, I, would, I would even go so far as to say that you've written
4: many good songs. Yo, let's not start throwing ticker tape just yet. <laughs> let's just keep it dialed back a little bit.
3: Uh, but uh, but yeah, looks like people like what we do, shapes. Well, or as uh, Kabuto Python calls you, Schafeses.
2: Yo, Schafeses.
4: Remember Kabuto the Python?
3: I remember Kabuto. I miss him. I miss his raspy curmudgeonly inappropriate ways. If
4: you also miss Kabuto the Python, send a message at <laughs> python at gmail.com. I'm hoping he's got that email address. Uh,
3: if he doesn't, he's an idiot.
4: Um, anyway, thank you, listeners. And thank you for those who haven't written, those who have written. Uh, <laughs> thank you for continuing to listen to this show. Yeah.
3: Thank you very much. I, I know. I know we have a very small audience but as a dedicated and loyal audience and we do it for you
4: size matters not said yoda to <laughs> gross luke gross we're about out of time here yeah we're done do we, do we have anything that you nelson t lugo I know, you, <laughs> look, I know your middle initials are yeah uh do you have anything you would like to plug
3: yes On May 3rd, 2018, I'm going to be spinning the digital shellac partying like it's 1929 at the Green Fairy Absinthe Tasting in the Red Room, which is the bar above KGB bar, which is the bar above the Crane Theater. On West 4th Street. In the
4: East Village of New York
3: City. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great little speakeasy joint. Uh, Come in your best vintage garb, or just come wearing a tie and a a nice dress. Or, you know what, do what you like. But it's a fantastic evening of... Music and dancing and a floor show and a fantastic absinthe varietal every single month. And if you love absinthe, then this is a great way to be introduced to new varietals that you may not even heard of before. If you don't like absinthe, it's a bar. Order anything you want from the bar. If you don't drink, it's a show. See the fucking show and buy a seltzer, you hermity moron. Get out the house stretch
4: your legs a little meet people wow
1: <laughs>
4: really aggressive pitch if you made flyers for your shows and hung yeah. around would you put like one of those those little chips you know those um birthday cards that you open up and it like plays a little song oh yeah a little, little, little voice little would voice you chip? make flyers and put little chips in them that just say <laughs> come to the show stupid <laughs> yes because that's yes that's how you're you're Yes, For a minute there, you're being like a real company man. I was. Yeah. like They must be paying you a lot the way you're on not. the show. And no. then at the end, you just. You...
3: No, I love, first of all, I, love, I think I think everybody should come to this thing because I think it's actually a really really good time. Uh, the fact that you refuse to come kind of breaks my heart a little bit, but I also I also understand that you hate everything and I, it's not really my fault. You just don't like things.
4: I don't like going places where people are dressing up like it's 20s. Yeah,
3: yeah. You have a phobia. You have a weird phobia it's about not that. A
4: phobia. It's a disdain. You have a weird complex about it. It's not even a complex. I don't like it. I don't go to it. (laughs) That's pretty much the whole story. (laughs) How many elements are required for something to qualify as a complex? Because I think that that's not enough. Mm, Who cares? Who cares? Um, And then
3: on May 10th, yours truly is celebrating a birthday... You can send me all of your lovely birthday wishes and cheers and all anxines and happy birthday gifts to EpicPycast at gmail.com.
4: That subject line, happy birthday Lugo, in parentheses, May 10th, end parentheses, (laughs) at EpicPycast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah,
3: go ahead. Feel, tell go ahead and tell me how much you love me, or how much you hate me, or how much you're just quite frankly uh, indifferent. Just as about an aside,
4: me. I'm going to be really disappointed if we don't get a fresh round of uh, inbox fillers, just wishing <laughs> him well because his birthday is on May 10th. So please. Come on.
3: Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got.
4: This year he's going to make a wish to be a real boy. It's true. Um, I only have one thing on Friday, May 18th. I will be hosting the Pink Room Burlesque. Francine the Lucid Dreams Pink Room Burlesque is sure. doing a... Sure, It's not just an all burlesque show. It's a, a music and burlesque show. There's going to be a couple of burlesque acts, but uh-huh. mostly uh, a lot of just musical acts, like singing acts. Oh, sweet. Um attributing the music of david lynch and the films of david lynch because that's what the pink room does yeah but this will be happening the same weekend as david lynch's festival of disruption is in new york city so if you're in new york to check out the festival of disruption then maybe on uh you know friday may 18th you swing by joe's pub at midnight and you catch the pink room burlesque's no i banda a what the hell was that? It's a line from Mulholland Drive. It means there is no band. Okay. Um, at Joe's Pub in New York City. It's okay. going to be a lot of fun. I'll be hosting some characters. There'll be lots of Twin Peaks and, and various David Lynch stuff. It's it's the Pink Room. I've been plugging it like every other episode for six years. You, true. You know what it is now. That's very true. Come on, check it out. Come on, check it out. Or don't. Get out the house and put some pants on, you filthy animal. Or don't. I'm not your real dad. If you want yeah. to stay home pantsless and... Do that weird thing you do. Meet some people,
3: you antisocial misfit. Wow,
4: that's not really what antisocial means. Oh, well, whatever. Anyway, we're done. Let's go.
3: And this has been the 60th episode of your favorite podcast, The Epic Piecast. I have been your host, Nelson
4: Lugo. I have been your other host, Shape of the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye. You. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to Piecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com/nerdyshow to find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Visit nerdyshow.com/sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audio Boom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and The Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.
2: Hits
3: to the motherfucking crotch, homeboy.
4: Never say that out loud again. Okay. So it seems like we got a lot of feedback. People seem to like when we do the episodes where we watch a thing and talk about it. Does yeah. that mean our audience just wants us to be like a riff tracks? No. God, oh, God, no, no, Is it no, different? No.
3: no. Yeah. No, commentary track. Commentary track.
4: We did a Doctor Who episode because yeah. I'd never seen it and we did a yeah. Peaks because you'd never seen it. No. Would it be interesting if we did an, uh, a Lion King episode?
3: Because you've never watched The Lion King. Because <laughs> I've never
4: <laughs> seen <laughs> The Lion King. You've never seen The Lion King. I keep forgetting that. Right? It's. I don't know if I want to let it go, though. It's like this I know. cool party trick I can break out when people are like, what's a movie you've never seen? Yeah. Godfather, who gives a shit? Goodfellas, <laughs> eh, okay, who cares? <laughs> the Lion King. The Lion King! I've... I feel like Raheem almost unfriended me when he found out <laughs> that I've never seen The Lion King. <laughs>
3: That would be good. I've also never seen. I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, you have. Where? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot.
4: We watched place. it here once because you said you never saw it. That's right. It was like on Christmas Day.
3: Oh my God! Yeah, we watched
4: Rocky Horror on Christmas Day. I completely forgot about that, and you were underwhelmed. I was very underwhelmed. Yeah, well, too old <laughs> to see it for the first time. You're too old to watch The Lion King. Hakuna Matata, motherfucker.